Welcome to Neighborhood Nutrition, a podcast focused on providing you with information about how to make healthy choices that fit into your life and highlighting community partners across Michigan. Join nutrition instructors Cody and Jax for new episodes. Welcome to season two of Neighborhood Nutrition. I'm your host, Jax. I am a 34-year-old new mom, living, working, just loving life down here in Detroit. And I got my pal Cody with me. Hi, everybody. I'm Cody. I'm your co-host. I'm a 31-year-old soon-to-be father of two, an outdoor enthusiast, and self-proclaimed handyman. Welcome to the neighborhood. Cody. We're in two far different places in Michigan here. I'm your resident Detroit foodie, and you are where in Michigan? Oh, geez, guys. I am way up. So get on I-75. Keep on driving until you just about get to the Canadian border, and then make sure you exit. I am all the way up in Sault Ste. Marie in Chippewa County. So just about as far north as you can get. You can still go a little west. But uh, we're nestled right up here on the St. Mary's River on the south side of Lake Superior. And I don't know about you, but up here, the weather is beautiful. Well, <laughs> if you're downriver with me over here in Detroit, it has been a rough summer. Although it's great for my garden. Are you gardening up there, Cody? I am trying to. So I did a unique system this year because we actually were wondering if we should move so instead of doing a, gra- a garden right in the soil like we normally do, I did a five-gallon bucket garden. What about your activity? You've been physically active up there. I I've been. Have. Oh, I've been trying. So since the gyms have not quite all been opened up and ready to go, I've really been utilizing my own little personal piece of pavement and just going running down the road for some cardio And then to be absolutely honest with you, I've been using the weights for my tractor to lift as resistance exercise. It's kind of crazy, but it works and, you know, it's somewhat, it's somewhat effective. So that's what I've been doing up here. Well, I'll tell you what, my, uh, my daughter just turned seven months and she is speed crawling. So that's been most of my physical activity. Uh, but we've got some uh, really kind of neat things happening down in Detroit with our riverfront. And so Cody's all the way up there in the UP. Uh, so we've, I guess, f- both found our, our ways to be physically active down here, right? So some our, to our listeners, what's been going on with you? Right. So you're able to go down into our show notes and leave a couple of comments. What's been happening with you guys? Drop us a line and let us know what's going on with your health and nutrition, whether it's good, bad or somewhere in between. Well, with dairy as our focus this week, we figured we should reach out to some experts. So one of our close partners with MSU Extension is a UDIM, and we actually have a representative from there today with us. Uh, Brianna Henton is going to give us the entire lowdown of what they do and how they help our communities out in partnership with us. United Dairy Industry of Michigan works on behalf of Michigan's dairy farm families to fund and support child nutrition and wellness programs. With USDA oversight, we focus on building healthy habits to expand through the lifetime while increasing enjoyment of healthy foods like nutrient-rich dairy foods, milk, cheese, and yogurt. Dairy farmers are passionate about youth. Kids are the best investment for our future. Our programs reach youth in and out of schools through nutrition education and support of school meals programs. 
School nutrition is so important because many kids rely on school meals, and research shows students consuming school meals consume more nutrient-rich milk, whole grains, fruits, and vegetables than those who do not participate. Parents can feel good knowing their child can have a nutritious meal at school, saving time with home meal prep, and help to stretch the household budget. Growing kids need vital nutrients to help them develop strong, healthy bodies, and you can find vital nutrients in dairy foods. 13 essential nutrients are found in just one single serving of real milk. Many of us don't get enough of three of those nutrients, calcium, vitamin D, and potassium, and are deemed nutrients of public health concern. Milk is America's number one source of these nutrients, and cheese is number two. Other nutrients found in your glass include vitamin A, vitamin D, zinc, selenium, and protein, and are essential for healthy immune function and overall wellness. Those over the age of nine should shoot for three servings of dairy a day so you can fuel up on the nutrition you need. With a serving of milk costing as little as 20 cents per serving, it's a small cost that carries a powerful nutrient punch. Well, thanks, Brianna, for all that great information. Our second segment today of our community feature, we have our wonderful producer, Lene, is going to interview Caitlin Lorenz, a nutrition instructor with MSU Extension, and she helps to get kids fired up for Fuel Up to Play 60, which is a really good program that helps kids increase their physical activity. And my personal favorite part is they get to head down and play on Ford Field, which is an NFL stadium that just happens to be one of our favorite teams. The Lions! We have our first guest of Neighborhood Nutrition, Community Nutrition Instructor Caitlin Lawrence with us today. I am also Community Instructor for MSU Extension. My name is Lene Bump. Very excited to have you on the show, Caitlin. Thanks for being here. Hi, Lene. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to talking more with you about what, what we get to do with MSU Extension. Absolutely. I know you've got some great content for us today talking about physical activity, some benefits of a program that you help facilitate, and um, even a little bit about bringing out that childish self to enjoy what we're doing with physical activity. Before we get into all of it, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, some interests that you have? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think my love for health and nutrition and um, well, just a healthy lifestyle came from learning how to grow uh, plants and specifically learning how to grow my own food. And that was something I did when I was at a, when I was at MSU um, for my undergrad, I was able to design the Michigan 4-H Children's Garden for five years, which was a wonderful opportunity to learn how to grow a lot of different things. And then I got to carry that experience with me as I uh, traveled across the U.S. as an AmeriCorps member. So working in or serving in Washington and serving in Vermont and helping schools build and maintain school gardens and going on farm field trips. I also have my master's in environmental education. So a real big passion of mine is working within our communities to learn and understand how our systems work as it comes to growing our food, caring for our environment, and helping each other be our healthiest selves. Well, Caitlin has a lot of experience in physical activity and in those food programs that we see every day in our life. And I know that passion comes out in the work that you do every single day. 
and I think our audience wants to hear more about it. So let's get into it. All right, I'm ready. Caitlin, what is Fuel Up to Play 60 and who's involved in this program? Fuel Up to Play 60 is a free a national in-school nutrition and physical activity program. Um, it, nationally, it's a partnership with the National Dairy Council and the NFL. So we have the National Dairy Council for the fuel up part, right? To learn how to fuel your body to eat healthy foods. And then the NFL comes in with the play 60. So encouraging kids to play 60 minutes every day, which is something that's recommended by the Center for Disease Control or CDC. Um, so for the state of Michigan, it's a partnership between the United Dairy Industry of Michigan or UDIM and the Detroit Lions. So that's how it works for our state. Uh, and as for folks who, who want to become involved or who participates in the program, so it is school-based. And from there, it just is whoever. So whoever wants to be part of creating a culture of wellness at the school. Um, a big foundation of our participants are, is students, right? Because this is all, Fuel Up to Play 60 is student-led. It uh, allows students to discover their leadership skills because they're the ones who are helping to make changes at their school so that their peers can make these um, healthy choices and healthy changes and help to make this more accessible to everybody. So the big portion of who's involved is our students. And then from there, it's teachers, uh, administrators, so it could be uh, school board superintendents, could be your principals. Um, food service is definitely a key component of Fuel Up to Play 60, right? Because we want to make sure we're fueling our bodies at our school, and that would be our food service. And then PTO members, families, um, could be just community members, our physical education teachers and our health teachers. Those are large components as well. So again, it's student-led, so our students are the biggest part, but then it's anybody else who wants to participate and help make those healthy changes. That's amazing. So you have everyday students, everyday teachers working with NFL players, working with a United States-wide program. Just anybody could be involved. Absolutely, yep. That's amazing. So we talked a little bit about who's involved in the program, but what are some of the benefits that are coming from this program, specifically the long-term benefit? Our kids are more physically active, right? So we're, we're teaching them that physical activity is fun, that it doesn't have to be maybe just playing football or only playing soccer, that it's a variety, looks, looks different for everybody. And then on the flip side, right, that our students are learning how to fuel their bodies with the right foods so that they can be active. And these are, this is done through getting uh, maybe some classroom education, through information passed out by the Fuel Up to Play 60 team, however the schools choose to implement the program. But they're learning how to eat healthy foods like dairy, um, fruits and vegetables, whole grains, and, and lean proteins. I know these aren't very specific long-term benefits, but right, just understanding for all of our students, and then that even goes bigger into our teachers, our um, staff, and then into the community. So making kind of that ripple effect, that ripple change, that healthy choices are fun. Fuel Up allows our kids that opportunity to discover what skills they have 
by allowing, having that team of students, maybe you have kids who discover that they are really good at public speaking. And so they really enjoy getting up in front of the school and being silly or promoting uh, fuel up and whatever activities that they're doing that week or the month, or again, however the school chooses to start the program. But then you have students who maybe figure out that public speaking isn't for them and they are much better at writing the scripts. So writing the announcements, creating posters, you know, visual graphics for for the team. Maybe you have students who are discovering that it's actually not that scary to have a conversation with the school principal about, you know, I would really like it if we could have recess before lunch, kind of digging in deep to figuring out who they are, which is just all done by trying to help our kids be healthy. There are a lot more benefits than just getting kids active and getting kids to eat healthy. I'm hearing career experience. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, even as kids age, as they're moving to high school, um, there are other opportunities through Field to Play 60. There's just so many different ways for our kids to learn about themselves, but then also how, how they can help make healthy choices easy for them, but then their community as a whole. Do you see those actual changes in in the youth um, or do teachers or principals tell you any of those successes? Yeah, that's a really, it's kind of fun for me to think about, especially for those schools that I've been at for a few years. Students who are on our team as third graders and then fourth graders and fifth graders, I do see how like confidence levels changing. And that kids are, they're more confident in their ability to, to sway their peers into making good choices. They're confident in their ability to stand up and uh, speak. So knowing that they, they have a voice and that what they have to say matters, which I think is absolutely powerful for our kids to learn. I've also seen kids who decided to join the team because they weren't active, very active to begin with but wanted to join the team so that they could be more active or they could be more comfortable trying new new foods. And so I've definitely seen that change in youth, but I've also seen it change on the school side, right? So I've seen teachers be more active with their students or now they're going into the cafeteria and trying the taste test that maybe their, their Fuel Up to Play 60 team is putting on. So more engagement in, in general. Um, so yeah, I guess it's not really just the youth, although that is some of the primary focus. But if we have our adults in our schools who are also making these changes, that's just going to mean that this, these changes are more sustainable and they're here, they're here to stay. Yeah, that's really interesting. And, and it sounds like more schools need to be involved in programs like this. If that's foundationally setting these kids and these partners up for more confidence, for better decisions all around. You know, you're getting, like you mentioned, you're getting those students who mention they, they're not that into physical activity. This is for them too. This isn't just for athletes. This is for everyone included in the schools. And I imagine outside the schools too, right? Those youth are gonna take that home. They're gonna definitely whoever they're living with, right? Definitely. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm really glad that you highlighted that, that it isn't people who are, who choose to be involved don't have to be your athletes. We want 
a diverse range of everybody, right? Because being healthy doesn't mean that you are a star player on the volleyball team, right? So being healthy looks different, looks so different. Everybody is different and everybody is different. So feel up, it really is for, for every single person. Absolutely. So can you tell us some more success stories? It sounds like you have a bunch. <laughs> yeah, I do have some. Um, I've been doing this for a few years. Um, I do have quite a few, but I'll tell you um, how about some of my favorites. Keep it a little bit shorter. So something is we're all aware of, you know, the past year and living through a pandemic um, and schools were struggling. I mean, we're, they're still struggling. We're still struggling to figure out where our place is and how do we help our communities. Um, but I just have to commend that there are schools who just started Fuel Up to Play 60 this year during a pandemic and they're just rocking it out. It's amazing. So with Fuel Up to Play 60, Generally, we start the school year off by hosting a kickoff. So this is a school-wide event that gets all um, youth, all students, all teachers, everybody just really pumped up and excited about continuing to make these healthy changes to remind them that Fuel Up to Play 60 is here and that your team is going to do amazing, fun things with them throughout the year. So one school did their kickoff by hosting a uh, scavenger hunt. It was really unique because uh, instead of something that had that was held in school because we were all at home, that the coach who was kind of helping to facilitate the, the program, he went around and hid clues in different parts of the county. No, he hid prizes in different parts of the county, but he would give out riddles to figure out where the where those prizes were. And this was different because this has never happened before. We've never done something where it was outside of the school grounds. We've never done something this big where it involved the entire family because the entire family had to get dressed up in their snow gear, go in the car, try to figure out where the location is that these prizes were. And um, I'm just hearing some of the feedback from the parents that their kids would eagerly await for one o'clock when, when he would release these riddles. And or that, uh, you know, they were right behind the first family who find, found the prize, you know. Uh, so I think that that was what a success to get out and learn that, again, being healthy and being active looks totally different than what we may have thought, you know, back 20 or 30 years ago. It engaged the whole family. Everybody was in on it. You know, parents were supportive. Uh, and it also encouraged folks to explore parts of the area they live in that they may, may not have thought about venturing out to. And now they know, you know, that there's a trail here or that you can go down to the fish hatchery. That was one really just unique, fun way of, of doing Fuel Up to Play 60 this year during a pandemic. A couple other ones, some schools have done an amazing job of basically giving their school cafeterias makeovers which has been so much fun to see from beginning, you know, prior to feel up being in there, taking those you know, before and after photos. It's been a blast to see that, you know, there are now farm to school themed murals in schools or going from a brown colored uh, cafeteria to a cafeteria that's now decorated in the school colors and um, in feel up to play 60 regalia. And it just looks completely different and students attitudes are different too when they're in that space 
they seem to enjoy it more. It's brighter, it's more colorful, it's more enjoyable, it's more aesthetically pleasing. I don't know if we've done the whole feng shui thing yet, but maybe we'll get there. Maybe that'll be another grant round with some of our schools. And then I'll just share one last success story, if that's okay. With Fuel Up to Play 60 in Michigan, we used to have a rally for success, rally for school success down at Ford Field. So that's where the Detroit Lions play. Those opportunities will always be my favorite, but I get to take them down to Ford Field for an all expenses paid trip. Some of these students may have never been out of their county before. They might not have, you know, been in a hotel before. They, they've probably never been to Detroit. So the fact that they're in a fancier hotel that has a glass elevator is mind blowing to some of these kids. Um, and then not even to forget or, you know, that they're at Ford Fields, right? So, I mean, it was my first time being down there and I was excited. So and me being 30 something years old versus these fourth and fifth graders having this opportunity is amazing. And during this program, they would interact with students from around the state. They listen and engage with motivational speakers. They get to help make plans for what their school year will look like. So what activities that Fuel Up to Play 60 team can do uh, for their school. But then, right, the highlight is that the students get to run through the tunnel that the Lions players run through. And they're active on Ford Field um, for about an hour, hour and a half with trainers um, and coaches of the Lions, which is just so exciting to kids. Um, and again, it's when we're going back to those long-term and short-term benefits, clearly there are short-term benefits to this, but the long-term benefit, if it's sticking in my brain, I know it's sticking in their brain. So I just, favorite. I bet playing under the lights makes them feel like superstars. I bet they feel like they're the pro athletes at that point. What a cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. I am very grateful to Milk Means More United Dairy Industry of Michigan that that is a program that they um, host and put on. And, you know, again, um, United Dairy Industry of Michigan being and, and the Detroit Lions being the two partners that help Field to Play 60 and the program run in, in Michigan. What are some just super unique ways that schools are using their funding? I'm hearing scavenger hunts. That's I would put that into the creative funding pathway as well. But you have any other stories? Yeah. So with Fuel Up to Play 60, schools can apply for up to $4,000 per year per school. And for $4,000, it can and it also cannot get you very far. So playground equipment is always a number one. Schools are always really looking for how do they get more equipment for their kids to be active at, at recess. And large playground equipment is very expensive. So $2,000 doesn't, doesn't make it all the way um, to what schools might need. But you know, fun things like Gaga ball pits. And if you don't know anything about Gaga ball pits um, or Gaga ball in general, you should YouTube it right now. It is a high paced, active handball game, I guess, if I'm trying to describe it correctly, um, but very, very fun. Several schools have really enjoyed getting that. Now, I think I've heard of that before. Is that also known as octaball? It's like a ring and then there's yep. a lot of hitting a kickball back and yep. forth. Yes, exactly. Gaga ball. Yeah. Yep. Gaga bomb. And I never knew about it until the kids are talking about it. And so I just feel if the kids are talking about it, then you need to, you need to go where the interest is, especially with our, 
with our kiddos. If they want to do it, then let's do it. And two, you know, for the healthy eating component, um, kitchen equipment is really expensive um, for for schools. And that was something that I never really considered or thought of prior to starting my work with Fuel Up to Play 60. But even things like getting cafeteria lunch trays, that's been a need that a lot of schools have really looked into or getting new like utility carts so that schools can serve breakfast in the classroom. Those have been big things, especially during the pandemic. Something that I also learned was that middle schoolers and high schoolers want to play lawn games. I never would have, yeah, I never would have thought about that, but they do. And I think that one's unique because you can have those outside, right? And then in Michigan, Northern Michigan, especially we have indoor recess or indoor rec time um, because of the snow or the cold. So lawn games, you can bring those inside and the kids still can play those and be active. I had another school this year for the pandemic wanted to purchase fitness trackers for all their students. So we use some fuel up to play 60 funding to do that as well as some outside grants, just encouraging their kids, right. To be more active. And then they would use those trackers to do classroom competitions, which I think is, is pretty fun. And then taste tests, I think are another really different way of using fuel up to play 60 funds, especially when they're taste tests that are designed by the students in partnership with their um, kitchen staff, so the food service staff at the school. Those have been some fun other ways that fuel up funds have been used. So I'm hearing kind of the key to this whole fuel up to play program is excitement, getting getting kids, getting interest in really anything, really just using whatever their passions are and highlighting that. And you get to use that grant to help these schools highlight what their students are excited about. Yeah, well, if we think about it, like kids are people too. You and I, if we're not excited about doing something, we're probably not going to do it. (laughs) You know, if I'm really not looking forward to eating whatever, um, you know, the same food that I've been eating all week long, I'm just, I'm not going to be stoked about it. But if I have something that maybe I get to work with someone or talk to someone, get an idea from someone about a different ingredient in in my food. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to start to think more on it, get more excited. And it's the same thing with kids. Um, They're, if their ideas are being heard and listened to, especially by adults, and then they actually see their ideas and they can come to fruition and they can help with that process. Like, I mean, done this, what kind of an amazing lesson learned for everyone, everyone, but yeah, it really is. And there's no point to do something you don't want to do when there are so many ways to be active. There are so many ways to eat healthy. There's so much variety. Why do something you don't want to do? Just why life's short. Right. <laughs> and especially with kids, right? They don't understand time uh, necessarily as well. Uh, well, maybe that's, a, maybe we need to think more like kids that, yeah, you know, um, this is what that. I want. This is what I want to do it. Then let's go. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So you've got me fired up about Fuel Up to Play. I want to go down to Detroit Field. I want to <laughs> get some physical activity set up in my, in my apartment. Um, I think you've got some other people excited about it. So if we have any students, if we have any teachers, any school administrators, parents listening to this and are interested in this Fuel Up to Play 
program, where can they find some information and resources? Yeah, so I have a couple ideas. Um, FuelUpToPlay60.com, exactly like it sounds. Go ahead and you can Google that, um, put that in your search bar. That's going to be your a good starting point. So that'll give you your dashboard. You can sign up. You can get your school on board. Uh, they're going to have a whole bunch of activities that you can kind of look through and see what would work for you. They have something called the playbook on there. So that's going to offer you your healthy eating plays and your physical activity plays. So remember, we have to think that this is a partnership with the, with, uh, the NFL. So like, all sports teams have an offensive play and defensive plays. Well, Fuel Up has their healthy eating and physical activities. Another really good resource is milkmeansmore.org. So that's specific to, uh, to Michigan, but I mean, if anyone's outside the state of Michigan, please check out milkmeansmore.org. So that is the United Dairy Industry of Michigan's website, and they're one half of the partnership for the state of Michigan. And they're going to have a lot of resources on there for educators and schools um, and health professionals as well. And then I would also highly encourage you, if you're really interested and really gung-ho about getting this program at your school, contact your local MSU extension office. Look for your community nutrition instructor who serves your area. And if there isn't a community nutrition instructor there, your extension office can help find the person to help you with this program. And you know what? I would also love to help anybody or field any questions or anything like that. So I am always available. All of the websites that Caitlin has mentioned are going to be in our show notes after this episode for easy access for you to get, because um, I know you're excited about this Fuel Up to Play. I know you want to hear more. I know you want to learn more. Caitlin, what are some other ways schools or organizations can get active. Maybe they haven't gone through the process of applying to any grant program before. Maybe they're just wanting to start off where they are now. Do you have any advice? One way, one strong way to take a look at, at your school and what kind of um, health and wellness is being promoted is to look at your district wellness policy or your school wellness policy. And so if that's something that your school is kind of struggling with, please, I think that would be a fantastic opportunity to, to start, um, you know, just taking a look at what's written and then potentially look at what schools are already doing that just isn't written down um, and put those into, into the policies. So um, it's always nice that any uh, change that you make, uh, so any healthy eating change or environmental change, anything that you would like your schools to promote, that has a policy to back it up. So I think that looking at those district wellness policies will really help support the program and maybe give you some ideas of, of where to go, uh, where your next steps might be. Talking to food service directors, talking to administrators, I think are that everyone wants our kids to be healthy. They're, I have never met someone who wants an unhealthy child. So, uh, and looking into your PTOs as well. So bringing that, um, to some of those active adults in, in your schools. I think that those are really good resources. Milk Means More has a, a program for high school athletes. So they have something called the Nature's Sports Drink, chocolate milk for high school athletes um, that athletic teams can apply for a grant to receive um, money so that they can purchase chocolate milk for their athletes for um, after practices and events. So that's another opportunity to that maybe to kind of just dipping your toes into the water. 
So we're going to be talking about later in this episode, some of those benefits of the dairy food group and how dairy serves specifically athletes, but youth in general, and the importance behind getting some of those key nutrients from our dairy products. So that's great that there are some additional resources to help these schools keep that dairy in their schools. I'm glad to hear that. Looking forward to hearing the, uh, the whole episode. All right. Before we wrap up, we've been talking about physical activity. So we need to hear what is your favorite physical activity? I don't have like one specific favorite activity, but I really enjoy, I really enjoy just being outside. Um, so hiking and then snowshoeing in the wintertime, those are just highlights of my day. Um, but gardening is also, especially in the summer, is a large component of um, my physical activity of what I do to to keep myself healthy, not just in my body, but in my brain as well. So that goes right back to what you were talking about earlier. It, It looks different for everybody, right? Physical activity is whatever you enjoy. Thinking like a kid over there, Caitlin, thinking like, (laughs) (laughs) well, I guess we're not having fun. We aren't thinking like kids. Well, we want to thank you a ton for being on Neighborhood Nutrition. We appreciate all your input and hearing some of those amazing stories from around Michigan. Thank you so much for asking me to be part of this. I really enjoyed chatting about it. And I look forward to all of the schools who are going to jump on board now. That is Caitlin Lawrence with MSU Extension Community Nutrition Instructor. Thanks, Caitlin. That was great. Uh, And I think it's so good with us going back to school to know about all these programs that are happening within our school systems. And so Caitlin gave some good resources too. So make sure to check us out on the show notes. They're going to be listed. If she mentions something that you are like, that's awesome. Be sure to check that out there. Uh, And so talking about all those benefits that have to do with dairy, We've got a really good recipe for us, for the listeners today, don't we, Cody? Yes, we do. Um, A lot of times, I think when we think of dairy, all we think of is a glass of milk, which is a great way to get all those nutrients. But a lot of people don't know how to combine dairy with certain other foods. So our recipe this week is one of our favorite smoothie recipes, which is a great blend of fruits, veggies, and dairy. Yeah. So uh, I think smoothies are one of those great things, right? That are grab and go. You can, you know, use a frozen blend of fruits or, you know, even canned fruits in a pinch might work if you're using them in natural juices. Uh, But so one that I like to do, and I think uh, Cody, we've talked about this before is kind of like a tropical type of smoothie, right? And so um, banana, right? You can do like a half a cup of banana, cup of frozen mango uh maybe a little bit of frozen pineapple in there too and then still the whole thing for a a healthy spin and throw some spinach in there right so green smoothie it up but this is probably a fraction of the cost of those um typical chain smoothie places that are popping up all over the place Uh, and then for our dairy let's get some yogurt in there or you can even sub like half a half a portion of yogurt and half a portion of milk what do you think about that one cody That's a great idea. I even go one step further. And with my yogurt selection, I usually like to go Greek yogurt. That way you're maxing out on the protein, cutting out a little bit more fat. And if you find the right one, it it still tastes great. 
I love it. And then that yogurt adds a little bit of the cream factor there too, right? So it's not just, you know, uh, frozen stuff. It's nice and creamy. Uh, so let's remember when you're making the smoothie, wash your hands at least 20 seconds, soap and water, um, sanitize your food prep surfaces and everything that you're going to use, right? Start off clean. Uh, so you're going to want to rinse all your produce if it's fresh and then get to blending. Yep. That blender, it sounds a lot harder than it actually is. I tell you what, if you do these two steps, you can't really mess up a smoothie. Put all of your dry ingredients in there or frozen, possibly. And as long as you measure that out with an equal part of frozen ingredients and an equal part of liquid ingredients, you usually come up with a somewhat decent consistency. So just match those two and uh, you should have a pretty tasty drink. Yeah, I like it. Just for another food safety tip too, just because we've got some dairy in there. There's like a two hour kind of window right before we get some ugh, kind of you know, bacteria nastiness going on. So make sure that you're keeping that stuff in the fridge. You're keeping it cold. If this is something that you're taking with you in the morning, have a cooler pack or throw the whole thing in the freezer and let it get nice and kind of, uh, you know, kind of not chunky, but a good frozen slushy smoothie is always pretty good and it'll last you for a minute. Um, you got any other ideas on how they can keep this cold in there, Cody? Ice packs, what else? Absolutely. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways you can do it. Basically, you just want to either keep it cold or keep it in a place that is in the cold long enough for you to or out of the cold long enough for you to eat that rather. We get about two hours before we have to make sure that that's either chilled or in our stomachs. And, you know, a couple of things, especially related to kids lunches, you know, be cognizant of where they're placing their lunch boxes. If it's sitting out on the windowsill, on the heater up here in the UP, I'll tell you what, it ain't going to last very long, even in the dead of winter. So make sure those <laughs> kids are storing their foods in a safe environment that is certainly to temperature, and that will make sure that their smoothies are just great. Pro tip, freeze a water bottle and throw it in there too, right? That's right. Ice packs come in many shapes and sizes. Yep. Ice pack, frozen water bags, insulated lunch bag. Uh, keep your dairy safe. So I think that's pretty much uh, all we've got for you guys today. But well, we've got some interesting stuff coming up for them, don't we? Yes, we do. Next week is going to be a very big episode. We're going to go over the vast spread of fruits and vegetables, one of my favorite two food groups, and they kind of go hand in hand. So we usually talk about them in the same time. Yeah, so next week we've got a few special guests. Uh, we'll be talking about some vegetables. Uh, and if you check the show notes, you might even be able to get a hint of what we'll be talking about. So, guys, make sure you follow us on our social media pages. We've got a lot of stuff out there for you to take a peek at. Be sure to look us up on Facebook at Michigan State University Extension FNEP. So just put EFNEP up there. And then we also have My Health Matters. So that's M I Health Matters. Like I said, all of our social medias, well, most of our social medias at least Facebook, Instagram, we've got a Pinterest uh, and a YouTube. So check us out. Uh, take a look at the show notes. And if you have time, take a quick survey and let us know how you're liking this so far. We know season two, we've got fresh new look for you, fresh new host, some fresh information. So let us know how you like it. Let us know what you want us to talk about. So remember again, our social media is MI Health Matters because why Cody? 
because my health matters and your health matters. All right. We'll see you next time for more nutrition. Bye, everybody. Neighborhood Nutrition is a part of educational media from Michigan State University Extension. The Neighborhood Nutrition team is made up of Lene Bell, Jax Christian, Cody McLaren, Tammy Fletcher, and Aaron Powell. This episode was produced and edited by Lene Bell. Content was written and edited by Lene Bump, Jax Christian, Cody McLaren, and Tammy Fletcher. Our music is Happy Funky Background Energetic Music, IG version 60s by Less FM, and Upbeat Ukulele by Less FM, procured from pixabay.com. The cover art was created by Lene Bump, image from Jane Rappin. Special thanks to Brianna Hunton and Caitlin Lorenz for joining us. This podcast was funded by the USDA's Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, otherwise known as SNAP, and by the USDA's Expanded Food and Nutrition Education Program, otherwise known as FNAP. MSU is an affirmative action, equal opportunity employer, committed to achieving excellence through a diverse workforce and inclusive culture that encourages all people to reach their full potential. Michigan State University Extension programs and materials are open to all without regard to race, color, national origin, gender, gender identity, religion, age, height, weight, disability, political beliefs, sexual orientation, marital status, family status, or veteran status. Issued in furtherance of MSU Extension work, acts of May 8th and June 30th, 1914, in cooperation with the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Quentin Tyler, Director, MSU Extension, East Lansing, Michigan, 48824. This information is for educational purposes only. Reference to commercial products or trade names does not imply endorsement by MSU Extension or bias against those not mentioned.